Welcome to Funding the Dream, a Game Whisperer podcast for Kickstarters. I am Richard Bliss, your host, The Game Whisperer, and thank you for joining me. This is episode seven of our podcast, and this episode we will cover word of mouth marketing, how to use word of mouth marketing to effectively launch and help promote and successfully fund your Kickstarter campaign. Before we do, though, let's talk about some of the numbers. We are at this episode is being recorded at the end of November. November has been a good month for board game, card games, and role-playing games on Kickstarter. November is looking like at about $280,000 will successfully fund on Kickstarter in the month of November as it wraps up. That compares to about $230,000, $240,000 from October. So uh, a marked, a nice, healthy increase. Even with the holidays of American Thanksgiving in, in there, uh, November was able to record a fairly good uh, amount of funding. With that, a couple of new entries came on board for the top 10 list. Uh, board Game Geek has a top 10 list of the top 10 all-time funded, and it actually, uh, rather than simply those that have successfully funded, it keeps track of those that are currently in their funding stage and puts them on the top 10 list as well. So it's a kind of a nice thing. Doug Click over at um, Board Game Geek is the one that maintains that. This past month in November, two games made it to the top 10. Uh, Creatures was the one that made it by funding it at 56000 a little over $56,000. And the other one, Empires of the Void, a game that I regret not backing now that, uh, that I've missed that opportunity. It squeaked in to number 10, at $35,000. And I use the word squeaked in because it's going to be on the top 10 list probably for a week. And that number is going to be pushed down. My prediction is that by the end of the month of December, to get on the top 10, you're going to at least have to be doing $40,000. So we'll see how that, uh, how that pans out. But congratulations to Creatures and Empires of the Void for making the top 10 list. And speaking of the top 10 list on Board Game Geek, I've invited Doug Click, who maintains that list, to join me on a podcast in the future, and he's agreed to that. So over the next, uh, in the next couple of weeks, next couple of episodes, we'll be able to talk to Doug about him, what he's done and how he's, what he's seen with that top 10 list as it continually climbs higher and higher. And speaking of climbing higher and higher, I made a prediction a month ago that I felt that uh, D-Day Dice would hit $82,000. Well, yeah, I was off by t- at least... $20,000. I made a prediction about a month ago that in the next eight months, we would see a board game project break the $100,000 barrier. Well, we're about to see that happen with D-Day Dice. Congratulations to them. I think they're probably at 90-something thousand dollars, and they're going to end probably up at about $114,000 to $115,000. It's going crazy over there, and they've got to be happy. So congratulations to D-Day Dice and the success that they're having there. In December, I have now made a prediction. I decided that, you know, if I really know what I'm talking about, let's put, the, uh, let's put, that, uh, let's put that out there where people can see it. So I, I'm making predictions to kind of let people kind of go along with me in my thought process of what I see that's happening. I've made a prediction that I believe December alone, we will see a half a million dollars of successfully funded Kickstarter projects. In December alone. Now realize, up until mid-October, we were at $1.2 million for the entire year. November brought in, December brought in about another 100000 and November brought in about 280000 So we're probably right around, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I will before the end of the year, we're probably around $1.5 million of successfully funded projects. What we're going to see in December is a half a million dollars, one-third 
of what's already been raised is going to be raised in December alone. Uh, that's kind of crazy because conventional wisdom would say that the holidays, the uh, Christmas holiday, would interfere with people's ability to fund these projects. Well, the thing is that the reason is, is because I've already looked at which projects have successfully reached their funding goal right now before we even enter the holiday, the heavy holiday shopping. And we're looking at three hundred and fifty to nearly $400,000 worth of funding. To, to raise another $100,000 by the end of the a month I don't think is going to be that difficult. But we'll see. In there, one of the reasons it's going to be so big is D-Day Dice coming in over $100,000. Miskatonic School for Girls is in the top 10 list. It's coming in. It's going to probably come in at a 50 or 60,000, about $60,000. It's sitting at about 50 right now. You've got Schlock Mercenary that's coming in that, uh, oh, the Schlock might have slipped to January. I'll have to look at that. You have, uh, uh, now I can't remember, but uh, our folks over at Tasty Minstrel Games with their, um, uh, I'll edit this out. But they've got a game, their Steamship Air game. I'll have to go look it up while we're talking here. Uh, now I feel foolish. I should have known that already. So what you've got is you've got several games out there that are doing very well. And that's what's propelling it. Kings of Air and Steam. That's what it's called. They're already sitting at $25,000, and they're probably going to come in. They're probably going to raise another $10,000. Now, they've projected, predicted that they're going to be in the top 10 list. The way the top 10 list is going, if... $35,000 isn't going to get you there, but uh, they have a good chance of making a lot of money. So what we have is a series of very large projects that are generating some money out there, The reason, and they've already funded. That's why December is going to be so big, not necessarily because there's going to be a lot of funding during the Christmas and holiday season. Okay. There are the numbers. Crazy numbers as we end this year, uh, the Kickstarter year. This will be you know, really the year that Kickstarter and board gaming came together. Now let's talk a little bit about marketing. That's what I do. Uh, I make a living doing that. Uh, I talk to companies. I help companies and organizations. And now I've, I've spent a lot of time talking to board game uh, Kickstarter project people. And, and word of mouth marketing, Kickstarter, that's what it's, it's all about. It's about word of mouth marketing. And, and if we define marketing, don't get it confused with advertising. Advertising is a type of marketing, but marketing isn't necessarily advertising. Advertising is telling people about what you do, so to speak. I always say that there's two big costs when it comes to marketing. Finding people who are interested in what you have to say or have to sell, and then telling people what it is that you actually sell. And those are the two big costs or efforts associated with marketing. In the Kickstarter side of things, Kickstarter, you see some companies running advertising on BoardGameGeek and other places, but really what it comes right down to it, Kickstarter is about um, word of mouth, telling people, other people about this project that you have and getting the, getting the exposure to do that. Kickstarter themselves, and I'm going to invite um, some folks on the show later on in some other episodes to talk about, is Kickstarter properly helping companies do marketing? And my argument and my stance is, is that that's not their job. Their job is to, bring, is to provide a funding mechanism for you to go find people who want to give you money. They provide a way for them to easily give you that money and, and do it in a risk-free environment. That's their role, not to market your project. So I'm going to have a discussion about that. We're going to talk about that because that's my stance, and it differs from some folks that uh, are out there talking about it. So let's talk about this word-of-mouth marketing. 
Word of mouth marketing, you would think is if something's very interesting, people are going to talk about it. That's the conventional wisdom. The more interesting it is, the more people talk about it. Uh, an excellent marketing guru named Seth Gooden has written a book called The Purple Cow. His whole premise is, is that if you, you need to stand out, if you drive down the country road, you look over and you see a bunch of cows, you don't notice anything and it doesn't even stick in your memory. But if you saw a purple cow, it would stick in your memory. That's a good conventional wisdom. What's been discovered though, a professor at Wharton School of Business um, with a ad agency uh, created a document that, that talked about the conventional wisdom about what causes word of mouth marketing. And what they determined is that yes, the novelty of word of mouth marketing is important, basically interest. The more interesting something is, the more people will talk about it. And so what you see on, let's just use our, let's go ahead and use our board game um, Kickstarter projects, people would then think that I need to make this as creative as possible so it's super interesting and jarring or shocking and they'll remember it and then they'll talk about it. That's true. When we talk about time horizons for word of mouth marketing is that there are certain events that happen during a certain time horizon. So when you launch a project, project you have a time horizon of, of when that project is still considered new. And there's a lot of word of mouth marketing that goes around a new project. What happens though is that what they discovered is that the word of mouth that goes around that time horizon of just the launch is different than a time horizon of long-term discussion about your project. So over time is much more important than simply how much talk happens when the subject launches. And you know, you kind of see this in the board game industry itself. We call it the cult of the new. And it's because during the time horizon of a new game, during its, its newness time horizon, you get a lot of people talking, people picking up and buying it. But then those aren't the best sellers. The best sellers is that as the time horizon extends further and further out, that the discussion continues to keep on going. What they discovered is that the success of word of mouth marketing campaigns isn't necessarily how interesting it is. It's all, all about accessibility, how accessible is that particular item to talk about? So for example, people talk about the weather all the time. Why? Because the weather is in front of them all the time. It's very easy to talk about it. You meet somebody, you're standing at a cocktail party, you don't really have anything to talk about. Hey, let's talk about the weather. It's the top of mind. Top of mind all the time is a phrase that I use to talk about how do I effectively communicate my marketing message. You have to become top of mind all the time or as much of the time as you can with your particular audience. And this is why it's important when you think about marketing from time horizons. So you have, or event horizons. When you do a Kickstarter project, you have two naturally built-in event horizons. You have the launch, and however long that launch lasts. And then you have the end. And those are your two biggies. They're locked in, and people pay attention to those two things, and it gives you something to talk about. Hey. This game just launched on Kickstarter. I want to go take a look at it. Or, hey, this game's about to end on Kickstarter. I want to go take a look at it. And you will naturally share that information with other people because it's on top of your, it's on top of mine. It's, it's drawn to your attention. It's something to talk about and you talk about it. But they're very short windows. These time events, these time horizons, they're very short horizons. You don't have a whole lot of time to talk about something for its, for its uh, launch before the launch is over and now it's just the, the project itself. 
there are a couple of other ones that I've identified that are kind of squishy, meaning that they, you can argue with me that they're, they're true or not. Uh, one is event horizon, that you should make a time horizon uh, mandatory in your Kickstarter project is the 30% goal. When you hit 30%, that becomes another time horizon. The next one is 50%, then 75%, and then maybe 80%, but 90%. Those are other smaller events that are happening within the two uh, bookends of your project, the beginning and the end events, and then you have these other little milestones in there. What this means is that these little milestones give you an opportunity of talking about your project or getting other people to talk about your project. Oh, hey, uh, the game that I'm backing just hit the 30% mark. Now, why 30%? Kickstarter has told us that 90% of projects that reach the 30% mark of funding go on to successfully fund all the way. So if you, can, if you have a project and you hit 30%, you should be actively telling your followers, your network, and getting them to tell people, hey, look, isn't this exciting? It looks like we're going to successfully fund because we hit our 30% uh, um, number. 50% is because, hey, we're halfway there. 75% were three quarters of the way. And then this 80 and 90 is because, man, it is so close. We can see the finish line. All of these little time, uh, um, time horizons give you an opportunity to talk about your product, talk about your project, and have other people talk about your project. So it's important that you think about your word of mouth marketing campaign as these little talk, as these opportunities to talk. Now, with that said, what happens then is, is that some people believe, well, the more time I give my Kickstarter project, the more, the more money I'll make. And that seems very logical, logic that is so straightforward that seems very hard to argue with it. So I will do my best to argue with that because that is not correct. When you think about it from these time horizons and word of mouth marketing, if you have a project that is 60 days long, there are 59 days in between those two postmarked projects. That means you've got to spend a lot of effort in between to keep people talking about your project. Because if they're not talking about your project in between those days, then you run the risk of them forgetting about it, losing interest, getting distracted, and moving away before the next time horizon hits and they have something to talk about. Shortening those time horizons so that they're set, not overlapping, but they're close enough that you can, slow, you can slowly uh, drift down from the launch horizon and then lift up to the end horizon, you got to bring those together. And Kickstarter has told us that's about 30 days. That's about the, the optimum number. Well, wait a minute, Richard. I saw a project that was out there for 45 days, and they made all this money because it was out there for a longer amount of time. I, yes. Technically, what you just said was accurate. It was out there for 45 days, and people kept funding through the 45 days. But don't mistake, don't mistake in the fact that just because it was out there for that long, those people suddenly found it, and because you were out there longer, you found, people found you, and you were able to raise more money. No, I'm a, I think I'm a typical Kickstarter funder. I will watch particular projects, and then I will either fund a dollar so that I keep updated with the updates, or I will say, remind me. And I really won't come back to that project until it's towards the end. Unless occasionally I'll get emotionally connected and I want them to hit those certain uh, time horizons, the 30%, 50%, 75%. So 
This is something to think about about your project. Look at it and say, what are we going to do when we hit 30%, 
prototypes, anything you can do to get people talking about it and helping them do that conversation to talk about it. So uh, accessibility and connecting through samples. And then the last one is um, the marketing itself that you do. Think about your brand. It's so critical. And I'm, and, and I'm, I don't want to go over with my show here. We're about at the 20 minute mark, but your brand. So I'm going to just kind of wrap it up here. But before I do, I want to talk about your brand. Be consistent in all your marketing. If you have great artwork, make sure that your video supports that great artwork. People are making a judgment about you based on the different tactical touch points that you give them. And the few of those are your, the way you write and, and the way you communicate your marketing message. Your video, uh, how you put it together, how it looks. If you're trying to raise $35,000, make sure that your video conveys that it's worth $35,000. Your packaging and your, um, your artwork, if you're putting up pictures or artwork, don't home grow it. Little, Kickstarter, you kind of think of as, oh, I'm just trying to hobby uh, support something and I'll put a little bit of effort and I, you know, I don't want to get rejected. No, ladies and gentlemen. You're doing this because you're trying to fund a dream. And if you failed because at the last moment you simply didn't go through with the full effort, then, then shame on you for not believing in your dream because you're asking people to believe in the dream and you're giving them signals that you don't believe in your dream. Take the time, take the effort, make those marketing cues tell your audience and prospect prospects that you really value this and put some effort into it. Don't make it just don't, don't, don't do it. You know, poor artwork, poor writing, poor video shooting. You can get away with it if that's part of kind of the whole brand. But if you're really going for a professional look and you're asking for a lot of money, you need to make sure that you have invested up front that amount of money, not money, but effort to make sure that they feel that they're getting their money's worth and they that want to continue to have you be successful. All right. We never have enough time on the show, but I try to respect your time by keeping it around 20 minutes. Thank you for listening. This has been a Kickstarter project, uh, excuse me, a, a podcast for word of mouth marketing. I hope you've enjoyed it and I look forward to, uh, to talking to you next time. Take care.